0: Welcome to episode three of the Your Mother Brand podcast. Today we're looking at how important it is to honor our whole selves in order to build a sustainable business around our family and thrive. In previous episodes, we looked at what you could do for your ideal business. And then we looked at how you could build the right mindset for success. And now we're gonna look at the practicalities of how we make our business fit around our busy lives in a way that supports our well-being. The question I get asked a lot is not how do I build a business, but it's how do I actually do it around my family? And I'm not going to sugarcoat things. It is pretty tricky. As mothers, you'll know, we have nine million things to do all the time and a gazillion things on our mind. The mental load is enormous. And then that's not even taking into consideration all the new things we have to learn in order to grow our business. It is hard. It is hard. But it is worth it, because if you're choosing to set up a business around your family, it's because you want to take back your power. You want to be in control of how you spend your time and who you spend it with. Entrepreneurship is a way to address a problem in the world you know, provide a solution with your product or your service. But it's also because it gives you the freedom to be the mother you want to be if you want to do pick up, if you want to go to a nativity play, if you want to at the drop of a hat pick up your child from school because they're not feeling well, you don't have to ask anyone for permission. Being your own boss is a way to create the best life for you, one that works for you, yet all too often business owners end up working all the hours and not achieving their ideal work-life balance at all. So it's essential that we stay intentional about creating the life that we want to have. In the working world that we've inherited, it's all about unhealthy work expectations. So, I don't know if this rings true for you, but in my pre kids' career, we were expected to be wholly dedicated, wholly committed to our career. And any mention of anything outside of that made us look a little bit less committed or unprofessional. And then, as soon as you try and continue a career and balance it around having children, you're expected to work as if you don't have children and then mother as if you don't have work. None of this is realistic, nor is it good for us. So now we can create our own working world. It's essential for our well being and for the sustainability of our business. We factor in our whole self and we look after our well being. So in this episode, we're going to look at some practical approaches to building your ideal business around your life in such a way that you can thrive. The first thing we need to do is get clear on who the whole you is. What does that even mean? Well, There are lots of areas of our lives. I'm going to list them now. Have a little listen and think about which ones you pay attention to at the moment. And if there are some of those that perhaps you would like to pay more attention to in the future. Love and romance, personal growth, fun and recreation, family and friends, physical, spiritual, financial, business and career. So those are the different areas of our lives. And the next question is, what different roles do you play in your life? So there's mother, wife or partner, daughter, sibling, friend, CEO, founder of your business, homekeeper. I don't know if that's a standard category. I just made that up. I just thought people who do most of the home stuff can be the homekeeper. Woman, human being with needs. There's a lot of roles there. And then the next question is, what do you need to do on a weekly basis to satisfy those roles? And then in addition to that, what would you like to do on a weekly or regular basis, thinking about your whole self and all of those different areas of your lives? Are there needs of yours that are not being met at present? We can't be all mother or all worky and completely ignore the rest of ourselves as a whole person we've got all of these different needs so are there needs of yours that are not being met at the present time because we do need to look after ourselves in order to have good mental and physical health in order to have a strong mindset to create the business of our dreams and to be resilient we also need to connect with other people we need to do things that play to our strengths for flow and ease and engagement and we need to do things that have meaning for us and we need positive emotions in our lives such as joy Inspiration and love. These are the core ingredients to well being. And if we look after our whole self, we're going to have good well being, which bodes well for the rest of our life and our business. So perhaps jot down, if you've got a piece of paper handy, which areas of your life that you would like to give a little bit more love to. So perhaps you'd like to take up a hobby. Perhaps you'd like to spend some time volunteering. Perhaps you need to do more exercise or see your friends more. Whatever it is, write it down. The second thing we're gonna look at is how you can start to fit everything into your week. Now you might be thinking, "Only you're bananas. We're trying to build a business and fit that around our busy mum life as it is. And now you're asking me to insert more things. And I hear you, but trust me, this endeavor of building a business around your family is only going to work if you look after your whole self, if you do pay attention to your other needs above and beyond mum stuff and business stuff. And it is possible. So bear with me. The first thing I'm going to talk about is planning. You may love planning, you might really not like planning, but the truth is planning is going to help you pull this off. Planning and simplification are the keys to success. So in order to make this life Tetris work, you're going to have to do some planning and that involves lots of forward thinking. So you're going to ideally think about your week before it begins. What does the whole week look like. And then before a day begins, the night before that, you're going to think about what you need to have ready for that day before it begins. And the morning of a day, you're going to think about what your intention is for the day ahead. There's lots of forward thinking involved, but trust me, even if you don't like forward thinking and planning, this is going to really, really help you. Another thing that's going to be really helpful for you is to simplify things. And a good way to simplify things is to make rules for yourself, because once you've made that rule, that's the rule and you don't need to think about it. It anymore. So, an example is in my house, we used to have this issue that we'd change our bed sheets on a Sunday and then they would just hang around all week, overloading my washing basket and making me feel stressed. There was always too much washing and these sheets that still needed to be done. So, we made a rule that every Sunday, my husband and I would tag team it. We would strip the beds, change the beds, wash the sheets, fold the sheets, and put them in the airing cupboard. They don't always make it in by the end of Sunday, but usually they do and then it's done. So we know that that's what happens on Sundays and that's what happens to the sheets and they're done. Similarly, my kids go swimming on a Tuesday. Tuesday is pizza night because they come back late, they're tired, I give them an early bath and then they have pizza. And I know what they're having, they know what they're having, it's simple and it just makes life easier. So simplify things as much as possible, work out some rules that work for you. The next thing I want to talk about is a time management strategy called Do, Ditch and Delegate. It kind of does what it says on the tin. So you're going to think about, like the planning, what you need to do in advance. And then you're going to think about what you could not do, what you can ditch. Just stop doing it because it doesn't help you achieve your aims or maybe defer it for later. So this is About all sorts of things. It's about stuff that you do that doesn't actually serve you, but it's also about boundaries and saying no to things. So can you be a bit firmer with your boundaries with other people when people ask you to do something and you think, God, I really don't want to do that. I've got so much on and I'm so tired. But you end up saying yes. How can you help yourself? How can you support yourself to say no? What can you say no to or no to those drinks that mean you're not going to go for a run early the next morning or no to this event? That means actually you're going to be too tired and you're not going to be able to do the things that you actually want to do. So the ditch and do ditch delegate is all sorts of things. What can you stop doing that's completely not serving your end goal, whatever that might be? Um, And what can you say no to, whether that's people or things or events? What can you put on that? I quite like the not to do list list. So things that you keep on doing that just take up a ton of time, put them on the not to-do list. You're just not going to do that anymore. And then there's delegate. And this is when collaboration comes in. So if you have someone at home who you share your home life with, you need to enroll them in supporting you in this endeavor. And that means you need to share things more. I know a number of moms who don't like sharing things with their partner because they, the partner doesn't do it to the same standard and it just annoys them too much they'd rather do it themselves. And I remember hearing this story years ago about a very successful female founder and she said, look, I just had to entrust the Tesco's online shop to my husband. And I just had to accept that, you know what, it wasn't going to be as good as if I did it, but it was done. So it was done, it wasn't perfect, but it was done and I didn't have to do it. And actually that was a payoff I was willing to accept. So you do need to share the load, you do need to delegate, and you do need to just let go of that perfectionism about things having to be perfect. So perhaps your partner, your husband, whoever has not wiped the surfaces as well as you would have done them, but you didn't have to do them and you could do what you actually wanted to do. So we've got do, do think ahead, Ditch what can you say no to or stop doing and delegate how can you share things more even if that means accepting they're not going to be as good as if you did them. So those are the first things I want you to think about. The third thing I'd like to talk about in today's episode is planning in practice and batch thinking. I'm going to talk you through what I do on a weekly basis and how helpful it is. Batch thinking is when you think about a whole bunch of things all at once and then you don't need to do it again. I love it. You may have heard of batch content creation for social media Or batching your podcast episodes, but I like batch thinking. And I'm going to explain to you how it works now. So every week, usually on a Sunday, I fill in a Google Doc or an Excel. And that tells me what my week ahead is going to look like for the whole family. So it's addressing everything that is essential. And in it, I put what we're going to eat every day of the week. So I plan the meal. So there's a balance that I like. And then I do one online shop that comes on the Monday with all of my food for the week ahead. In truth, sometimes I only plan till Friday because I run out of creativity in terms of what meals to plan. And then it's a bit of a free for all at the weekend. But that's okay because there's more time and space to think and be creative Then, So I plan all of my meals. I put in this document what the kids are eating at school so they don't have exactly the same thing for supper as well as lunch. And then I put in other things like where everyone is. So where my husband is, where I am, when my son was at nursery, I put in his nursery times versus when he was at home. And I also put in what now they're both at school, what they're eating from the school canteen. So I know that we don't duplicate that in one day. I put in the weather. So I know roughly what's going to happen the week ahead. So I know if it's going to be a sort of welly week or a sun cream week, whatever it might be. And I put keynotes about work. So what hours people might be working or whether there's really important meetings, really essential things that have to be locked into the family plan so we all know what's going on. And I usually use that as a Google Doc. So my husband can edit it either from his laptop on the other side of the kitchen or from wherever he might be. So he can input where he is and when he's home and all that sort of stuff. And so we're literally all on the same page. What everyone is doing for the week ahead is in one document. And then I print it out and put it on my fridge. And then I can see it. So the joy of batch thinking there is I can be super busy and not have much brain space for thinking about cooking. But then I can look on my plan and be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing sausages today or whatever it is. Clever noni from the past is helping busy noni who doesn't have much time in the present. So batch thinking and planning your whole week ahead, plugging it in. Once you get used to it, it's really quick to do. And putting it somewhere you can see it is going to really, really help you with your week ahead. You'll also, once you've got this up, you'll be able to see where you have availability for plugging in the things that you need for your whole self. So you'll be able to see what space you have available for exercise, for work, for seeing people, for volunteering, for spirituality, for your hobbies, whatever it might be. You'll be able to look at your whole week and be able to see where the space is. The last thing I want to talk about in this podcast is how you set the right goals for your work for the week ahead Now, it's way too easy to do busy work, work that keeps you super busy, but doesn't actually make a huge impact on the progress of your business. When I started, I would spend hours every night, literally every night, creating really long-winded Instagram posts. I'd then have to cut them down, and then I'd post them, and possibly two people would read them. So I know I was building brand awareness, but I probably could have spent my time better. In fact, I definitely could have spent my time better. So it's really important to work out how you're going to spend the work time that you have in the week ahead in order to do things that are going to make the biggest difference to your business. What is essential? So there's this theory called the 80-20 rule, which is that 80% of the good outcomes we achieve were achieved by 20% of the stuff that we do. So what is the 20% that is the most impactful? What is that? And how can we make sure that our goals are focused on doing that? for the week ahead and we want our goals to be realistic because accomplishment or achievement is a big part of well-being we want to feel good because we've achieved things and when we set realistic goals we can achieve things we can feel good and that motivates us to do more it builds momentum but when we set unrealistic goals we don't meet them and we feel deflated we lack motivation, we feel miserable, that's not good. We wanna feel good, do good work and feel good. So set realistic goals, make sure there's wriggle room, there's a buffer for things that may and quite frequently with children do happen. You want your goals to be smart goals so that they are specific, measurable, attainable, so realistic, relevant to what you're trying to achieve. Always keep focused on your purpose. What is it that you're trying to achieve? And time-based. So you might say, I want to record unit two of my course by Thursday. That's time-based. And I do this every week, every Sunday. So I've done my family planner. I sit down and I do my three goals for the week, but I also do a single thing that I would like to have achieved every day. And if I've achieved that thing, I feel good. And you obviously make that Proportionate to how much time you have. So, you've got three tight goals that you want to achieve in the week that are going to move your business forward. And then you're going to break that down into things that you're going to do every day. But you want at least one that, if you can tick it off at the end of the day, you're going to feel good. So, like the family week planning, I plan my goals for the week ahead every week. I aim for Sunday, but sometimes life gets in the way. I run out of time and I might do it early morning on Monday but it's my life housekeeping and it helps me keep on top of what's happening in my life and get the best out of my time once the week begins. I have a goal planning document that I fill in with my three tight goals and the things that I want to achieve every day. And you can download a copy of this in the show notes. So I plot out my three goals and what I want to do on a daily basis – And that's how I know when I get down to work, when I sit at my computer, exactly what I'm doing for the day ahead. I have it on a pin board at my desk in front of me. I've batch thought about it. I've done the thinking, and now I just need to do the work. So, if you want to delve deeper in this topic and get some extra accountability and doing it weekly, I have a membership that can help you with that and also provide you with all the tools and community you need to build a business you love around your family and thrive. Go to www.amotherbrand.com forward slash membership for more information and heads up the doors to the membership only open a couple of times per year and they're opening soon so do put your name down on the wait list to make sure you don't miss out I really hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you have please do hit follow leave a rating leave a nice comment and share with anyone who you think might enjoy it or benefit from it thank you so much and see you next time